I'm Andrew. I am Josh. And tonight, I'm not really sure what the news is. I haven't really paid attention to much in the gaming world the last couple of, uh, in the last week or so. So I'm going to be pleasantly surprised. But uh, before we start talking about some news and some anniversaries, because Josh has a new segment we're going to be introducing, let's talk about baseball. It's back, folks. You smell yeah. the air, the wood hitting the ball, the gloves, yeah. Shohei Otani blasting shit in the Mars, yeah. all these people. There's Jacob DeGrom, and I'm playing MLB The Show 23. Yeah, too bad and I can't watch fucking Cubs games. I know. My roommate got a subscription, I believe, or a trial, so I watched, uh, I think, like one game. Uh, a trial What is what? cool, uh, Fubo. Fubo TV. Oh, okay. Just, to, just so we can like watch a couple. Uh, yeah. But you can use the Odyssey app, and you can listen to 670 The Score and stream them. That is how I usually have been listening to it, because I like baseball games on the radio because I'm an old man. Um, so MLB, the show 23, I'm playing it on Game Pass. Uh, it could look a ton better on PlayStation 5 because I play on the Series S, but it it, it plays very well. It's um, not as, to me, cluttered as 22 was. So a lot of the menus still look the same, but it's a little bit more sleek. Some of the presentations and the menus are a little quicker. Uh, I've been playing a lot of the franchise, so I've played about seven games so far. Um, I don't necessarily like the announcers. I think they're real kind of annoying and boring this year. I do like Boog Shambi, but his voice lines are... Yeah. You can, you can tell that his voice lines were, you know... He had to say each one like the San Francisco Giants versus yep. the Seattle. Like it's you can tell it's 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 like copy and paste that are edited and stuff. So that's that that to me that always drags me out of sports games when the announcers say things very robotically because then the presentation's like oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> they tend to do it throughout the entire game, but they do yeah. actually have some really like. Sometimes when they go into like, you know, like stories about some of the players, like, oh, this guy played with this dude in grade school or whatever, that feels very natural. Um, but a lot of the other stuff, it's a hit or miss. Um, I don't necessarily play the baseball games with all of the fancy controls that they have. So I'm mostly just doing regular analog hitting, which is just button presses and for pitching too. Uh, and you know, it's, I, I don't, I, there's never really any lag issues or any latency issues with the games. So I'm always pretty satisfied with that. Um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a copy cut or, you know, a copy paste of MLB 22. Uh, it still plays pretty well. I'll probably play a little bit more of it until I get bored. So I would do sports games. There's like a new story mode in it. That's supposed to be like a uh, documentary or something. Yeah. It's the Negro leagues. And I haven't done that yet, which I want oh, okay. to because, uh, Negro leagues are very important to baseball. I think we should all yeah. know a little bit more about them because there are some there are some players in the Negro leagues that were there were some bad dudes and they were good as hell. Um, yeah, I haven't really played much of anything. Oh, actually, no, I have played a little bit more. I forgot. I also have played uh, about an hour's worth of Far Cry Five. Uh, I'm still on the main, the first island where you have to like get enough points to probably go to the next part or whatever. Um, that is a wild fucking story man mm -hmm. like that opening scene where you get to the helicopter is fucking like yep. kind of fucked up man kind of fucked up like, 
I think one of one of my favorite parts of the opening is when the helicopter crashes, and then you realize that the dispatch lady was with the Colt all along. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I chills down your spine, and he starts fucking reciting that biblical verse. I'm like, this is fucking bizarre. <laughs> um, I so um, kind of fucked uh, the story, man. It's fucking weird. Yeah, Alex. Uh, fun fact about the beginning: when you go into a church and you're standing there and you're told to put the cuffs on Joseph Seed. Uh, you can act if you wait long enough. I think it's like five minutes. Uh, your sheriff lowers. Uh, uh, he like lowers your hands or something, and or lowers his gun. I don't remember what it is exactly. And then he goes, uh, "Let's go, Rook." And then you start walking away. And the FBI agent is like, "What are you doing? Get back there and arrest that man!" And then the sheriff goes, "If we arrest that man, none of us are getting out of here alive. We're getting out of here." And and then the uh, and then the story ends. Credits roll, and it's like a secret ending. Oh no shit! Yeah. Okay, I think I remember hearing about that. That's that's fucking that's cool. Um, it's uh, Ubisoft game, all right. The minute they let you, here's the map with eight million fucking icons. Um, yep. but I really downloaded it because I really just want to shoot stuff with a gun. So I'm just gonna shoot stuff with a gun and we're gonna have some so fun with did it. You, um, did you have it already or what do you so no, what are you uh, playing Plus extra? Okay. So I've got the PS5 version. Um nice. yeah, then I'm, I'm I might play a little bit more of it just to keep shooting some stuff because I'm really in the mood for just a random shooter game. Uh but I know uh, at some uh, point it's gonna become a Ubisoft game more and there's gonna be more icons, more stuff to do and and then I might lose interest, but I don't know. I'll also say the game is still it looks it looks great even yeah, it looks a five year old game, awesome. but yeah, it, it looks incredible great. graphics, man. It looks really fucking cool. And you know what? I will be I'll be a little honest. Uh, that game's kind of hard, and I'm not even on a hard difficulty. But I was getting smoked in those chase scenes. It took me a, like a couple tries to finish them. Like shit, this is actually kind of hard. It's okay. Yeah, they start leveling up and get like, uh, like more health or like more better stuff to heal yourself. Yeah, I'm noticing your health is like fucking minimal. Like I'm taking a couple of shots. Like shit, I'm already needing to refill. Okay, whatever. The uh, the chase sequence at toward the end of the game when you're trying to get away with the with the FBI agent, um, it it is it is a little tough. I did die a couple times at the beginning, but once you get past it. Um, you're able to kind of go around and as long at the beginning, as long as you're, you don't go in guns blazing, you mark your enemies, uh, you know, where, where they're at. Yep. Um, it, it's not, it's not super difficult. Nah. Um, but yeah, it's a very pretty game. Uh, and the shooting is really good actually. And the, the story's not bad. Like I, I, I kind of just want to play more of the story because like, it's, it's weird enough when like kind of fucked up enough, that I would be a little bit into it. So uh, I'll probably report back next week and play a little bit more and see what's wrong with that. And then, nice. so does Alex? Let me know when you start playing more and you are um, uh, in John Seed's area. Just let me know how much you think he looks and sounds like Ryan Reynolds. He does. I've already, I've already seen parts of it. <laughs> yeah. I already think he does. I was like, wow, that. If I thought it was Ryan Reynolds. So I looked it up. I was like, oh, it's not. Like that's. You could have fooled me, man. Like it was like, it's not John. Okay. Okay. Um, are you guys still playing it? Uh, I'm, I'm still playing it. Um, I was also, uh, I've been putting more time into it. I am, I would say, halfway through the final area. Which before... one are you in? Like, what, what's the other area you're in? Excuse me. So I did John Seed first, and then I did 
Faith Seed second, and then now I'm in Jacob Seeds. It's a it's a northern area. Okay. So and then that one, I would I I'll say I think the northern area is the one that is the least interesting, um, in both the in both the, the lieutenant and then the like the landscape. I find it the most the least interesting. Is that Jacob's area? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I remember his area being the the one I didn't like the the least also. Um, so but no, I'm part, not playing that uh, currently. So but yeah, I'm I'm probably just gonna do uh, some more story missions, kind of you know bust through that as quick as possible, uh, so I can get to the the final boss confrontation with Joseph Seed. Yeah, there's a lot of Far Cry light games coming out soon um, with uh, Dead Island 2 and um, uh, Redfall. So, mm-hmm. when is uh, when is Dead Island 2? What's the date? April twenty first, and then Redfall is two weeks later. And um, then sandwich in between is Jedi Survivor. Yep, and then what a week at, or like a. Yeah, about a week. At, I think exactly a week after Redfall is Zelda. So, and then and then like out. like a month after uh, Redfall, Street Fighter is, Six. Well, that and, and Diablo uh, Four. Yeah, and Diablo. Yeah. And what's the other game that I can't think of? Uh, there's one more game that comes out in May. That's enough. Two. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, we're we're there's I already I already don't have enough time for games, and they're throwing oh, out. There's more coming. I know. All right, well, that's all I've been playing. Uh, Josh, why don't you tell us what else you've been playing besides Parker? Um, so I I played just a little bit more uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Uh, I'm a couple of chapters further in. Um, I'm still loving the game. Don't really have much more to say in there right now. Um, I think I'm getting close to where you eventually get Ashley. Um, so, so you um, haven't um, met Salazar yet? I think that's um, the name. Yeah, I've yeah I've seen I've seen Salazar. Oh, so you saw his fucking weird ass hair? I just what the fuck is? That's not his original character model, right? No, his uh, his character model from the original one looked uh, a lot more. I would fucking say minimal, normal, like like min- minimalistic, mm-hmm. uh, like minimal. Um, like the hair wasn't as like crazy and. Um, yeah, he didn't look like George Washington. Yeah, um, this guy has more like a, like a. I. I guess like I I want I guess little person like Napoleon. No, that's that's what I thought he was. Yeah. So, so I wanted to say the M word, but I guess it's like a it's you know like a, almost like a slur for little people, so I didn't want to say it. <laughs> so, but um uh and I uh, Alex I saw um oh wait no you didn't post it someone else posted it on Facebook. But in uh in our hometown of Morris, there's gonna be a little person like a wrestling event. Yeah, dude, I'm so fucking stoked. Okay, so let me tell you guys real quick before we move on the video games, uh, more of them, <laughs> dude. Okay, look, I get lost on Instagram a lot, and I get lost on Instagram Reels. And Instagram Reels have been suggesting to me micro wrestling, and it is, I believe, these guys, or at least an offshoot of these guys who are coming here. And it's so fucking weird. It's so ridiculous. And like, there was a there was a fucking there was a, a match. Where this dude pulls out a plunger and puts it on this other midget's head. I said midget. <laughs> and plunged him. And I'm like, this is fucking top tier, man. Like, I wow. would sit here for I would watch an hour's worth of dumb 
wrestling with so that? Sure. Where is this going to be? Uh, so I think it's at the Morris Theater, which I believe is downtown. Oh, like yeah. The, okay. The, yeah, the Morris Theater is on. Um, oh, fuck, I don't. I don't yeah, remember. I don't know what street that is, I but I know what you're talking road, about. But yeah. Um, it would the, would the you thing guys... that used to be the old uh, Christian Youth Center? I believe no. so. No, 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 no. I believe it's the one that's down by where we care used to be. Yeah, it's uh, Andrew. You know, uh, if you if you go all the way down Liberty Street to where to where you can't go any further, if you take a right, go all the way down that road, and that's where the Morris Theater is. Yeah, it it has like the the things on top when that has no the marquee. No, it's it's the one that's it's the one that's down all the way by the river. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know what that one is then. So I um me Andrew, me and you have been down there a couple times just because there's like a couple of poke stops. But okay. um would you guys watch like micro sports? Yes. 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 Like maybe just wrestling, because I don't know if I'd watch but actually I'd watch micro basketball never mind. <laughs> no, never mind. Not... Stop. No, I, I mean, would watch I'm, micro like, ba- Hold on. Micro if it if it if would uh would the hoop be lower than micro basketball? I don't care because either way is funny as fuck. <laughs> Big little it doesn't matter. They're shooting a basketball. That's I mean, funny. like, I mean, like, uh, like micro baseball or micro yes. football. Yes, maybe not football because that sounds dangerous. But micro basketball sounds like the funniest thing in the world. I mean, oh, micro man. football just sounds like little league football to me. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Anyways, uh, back to video games. Uh, okay, so Resident Evil 4, we talked about the man who looked like George Washington, but smaller. Um, anything else you want to talk about Resident Evil 4? Um, no, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, yeah, Andrew, what, uh, what have you been playing? Uh, so still a lot of Resident Evil 4. I am on the last chapter. Oh. Um, okay. And uh, probably about an hour left in the game. I have put about, I think How about 20... I think I'm 20 hours in, right around 20 hours. Okay. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's definitely later uh, in the game, you start fighting these things called the regenerators, I think. And they're basically these like monsters that um, you got to shoot them a lot. And they have these little like red, like heart things. And you have to destroy those. But if you don't destroy them fast enough, they regenerate but then they also move like they, they're kind of like these big like flabby bodies um and they usually come out of nowhere like out of a body bag or just like some like a fucking dumpster some of those roll out and they kind of like squirm like a worm toward you and then they kind of like jump at you um and they're they're really creepy <laughs> um but uh but yeah i eventually got past that um and like i said i'm in the last chapter uh and then the other thing I've been playing is I'm finally going to beat Breath of the Wild before Tears of the Oh, King shit. Okay, yes. okay. Where are we at? Um, so I finished the fourth uh, Divine Beast DR8. Um, Fuck that. But... I had to find a walkthrough for that one. And then once I found the walkthrough, it made a lot of sense. Well, which one? Uh, the camel. That yeah, the, the camel. Fuck... That's the hardest um, fucking one I've ever done. Yeah, oh, I actually... I did... I did a walkthrough for it too. Um, that's like I had I had no problems with the other ones. The other ones made the other ones okay. This some of it's hard, but like for some um, reason that camel one was just like a completely different fucking animal. Bun intended. So the thing I'm doing right now is I'm doing the quest to upgrade the master sword, which is a 
uh, a DLC thing that you, that you buy. Um, and this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in a Zelda game so far. No shit. No shit. Yes. So uh, let me lay it out for you real quick. So you can only access this once you beat the four divine beasts. So uh, once you beat them, you get a message from Zelda being like, uh, hey, you've done an you know amazing. Um, go back to the uh, the Shrine of Resurrection to um, basically you know do like a big quest or whatever. So you go back. Uh, you you set your um, Sheikah slate uh, back in the Shrine of Resurrection, and it spawns like this weapon, and it, it, the weapon is like a it's a one handed like trident. It's like a trident without like a long like stick on it handle and it tells you this trident is a one hit weapon it will destroy enemies in one hit however if you get hit you can only get hit once and you die so it takes all your it takes all no matter how many hearts you have it takes all your hearts down to a quarter heart um and so and then it shows uh on the great plateau there's four spots with monster caves lower like monster dens with a bunch of monsters in it. you have to go to all four spots and then you and then once you beat all the monsters there it spawns a uh a new dlc shrine and you have to complete all four of those shrines uh to finish the first part of the quest hmm. all without getting hit <laughs> okay never mind no so thanks. you no can thanks. so you can save uh, after there is auto saves and you can save after a monster done, so it's not like you have to do all that without saving. And then if you die, it just takes you back to the beginning. Like no, that that would have really pissed me off. Um, so uh, having the uh, having the Majora's Mask uh, really helps because that makes you uh, much uh, less detectable to enemies, so you're able to sneak around more and and hit them. Um, so anyway, I did, I did all that. And let me tell you something, Alex, I thought that this was the end of the master store quest. This is only the beginning. <laughs> oh God. Okay. What happens? So you, you go back to the shrine of resurrection and then, um, the trident like starts glowing and it splits out, it splits up into three like orbs and these orbs like fly, fly into the sky or, uh, sorry, four orbs. It breaks up into four orbs and flies up in the sky and breaks off and like almost like Dragon Balls. They fucking fly off in like different directions. And then it shows you on a map the four different spots where they are. Now at this point, you get all your hearts back. So that, that part of the quest is done. Um, so it's no more like one hit and you're done. So uh, the four spots correspond to the four champions. So uh i did the um the water one last night so mifa so you go to the spot and it spawns this um almost like it's not a shrine but kind of kind of looks like the top of a shrine and so you go to it and it shows these three uh <coughs> it shows these three areas in the map so each one of these four new quests has three sub quests inside of that that quest so um, 
the Mifa shows these three different spots. Now, I was looking at a walkthrough on it because some of it is like, where the fuck is this? You have to like look at your map and try to figure it out. So I watched a walkthrough for that to find out where everything is. And then, so once you do that, and they they just like one of them was uh, you have to like climb up a waterfall and go through the um uh go through like the the glowing goal posts. Um, there's another one where you had to do a, a new shrine. Um, but they all actually all three of these ones spawn like these shrines, and you get these uh bespoke orbs that are uh specific to each champion. So I got three Mifa orbs. Which allows you, then you have to you have to warp to the uh, the divine beast. So I went to the el- the water elephant thing, and what it does is the uh, like the the ancient voice that talks to you whenever you go into the um, shrines. It tells you like uh, you can do a basically a boss battle, um, and uh, it's like you're remembering the boss that you fought. But this time it's incredibly more difficult. So what you do is it it transports you back, uh, basically like in your mind, and you're you're fighting the divine beast boss again. But this time, you you don't bring your gear in with you. It gives you you start with only the gear that it gives you. So it it gave you like three weapons, these tridents, ten arrows. And three health items. And these health items only uh, respawn one heart each. And you have to beat this boss with only those items. <laughs> it took okay. me an hour and a half. To, it took me an hour and a half to beat this fucking boss. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in Zelda. And I beat it. And so uh, when you do it, it upgrades your um, uh, whatever... Um, so Mifa's um, grace or whatever it's called. So like whenever you die, it respawns you with the like full health and extra hearts. Um, now that that uh, when you use it, it now regenerates faster, or like fills up faster. Um, so I am now done with one of the four <laughs> defined beast things. Good lord! So when I do the other three, they they will also upgrade your uh, whatever the the powers are those champions give you once i beat those three then i will be able to go do the the master sword challenge which i don't know what the boss is for that um but it's uh i read it's it's like a tower it's it's like a fucking like uh mortal combat tower to where you like go up and have to fight a bunch of like waves of enemies before you get to the top and fight the boss that will uh double the power of your master sword <laughs> it is insanely hard, but it's 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 fun so far though. I like it. Okay, so like do you think you're gonna be able to get this you, do you think you're gonna be able to beat this in time? This sounds very hard and very long. Uh I mean I've I've done everything I need to do. Really all I need to do now is just go if I didn't want to do this master sword thing, right, I really just kill I really just have to go to the castle and fight Ganon. Um, right, right. So, but I mean, I feel like it's a good idea for you to do this extra master sword uh, quest. Oh yeah, because he's very yeah. hard, and if you don't have a lot of stuff, you're never gonna beat him. Yeah, so, so. I, I definitely, and I really want to upgrade um my the armor that my uh I have link wear all the time, which is the like high rule armor. Um, 
and I have the uh, the chest piece upgraded all the way, but I still have to do the pants and the helmet. But what I need is I need fucking Lionel guts. Mm. But you can only get Lionel guts from like the hardest ones you have to beat. The gold ones, I'm assuming. Uh, I think they're black ones and the mm. gold ones. Um, and there's not too many of them that spawn, so you have to like go looking for them. And then once you beat them, you have to wait. Uh, and the thing that sucks is sometimes when you beat them, they don't even drop the Lionel guts. Okay. So, yeah. So that's that's kind of annoying too, but um, but so yeah, that's uh what I've been playing that and Resident Evil. Okay. Okay. Anything else, gentlemen, before we move on? Um, no, that's it. Josh, do you want to go into your uh, uh, anniversaries? Yeah. So, um, there's this uh, website that I found. And so this is called, uh, it's called teachyou.com. Um, never heard of it before, but. How do you spell it? T-E-E-C-H-U. So teachme.com. No. Um, so it has, um, this, this page is all about 2023 gaming, video gaming anniversaries. So I uh, figure what we do is start of each month, we'll go through what's going to be upcoming in, in that month. And then since we didn't do any uh, earlier this year, I'll quickly go through January, February, March. Um, so I'll just go through some of the highlights. So in January, uh, it was we had the 25th anniversary. Uh, this is January 12th. 25th anniversary of Marvel vs. Capcom in the, uh, in the arcades. Damn, really? So you have 25 years. Um Let's see. Uh, January 21st is the 25th anniversary of Resident Evil 2, the U.S. release on PS1. Uh, on January 22nd, it was the 20th anniversary of Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball on Xbox. Is this segment really just to make us all feel old? Yes. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, and, and then we can also talk about the game as well, if there's anything to say. Um, January 22nd was the 15th anniversary of Burnout Paradise. Okay, fuck you. Um, Don't fuck off. Don't fucking say that out loud. Uh, I remember you, getting that. 15 brand- years? Yeah. I, so I yeah. remember you guys buying it brand new. I remember playing it at your house. Yeah. I'm going to fucking hang myself. <laughs> um, January 25th was the 20th anniversary of Devil May Cry 2 on PS2. Damn. I remember playing Burnout Paradise like when we graduated high school, like that was around when it came out. Yeah, I, I literally remember you. Oh my god, that yeah, was so fucking cool. <laughs> um, let's see, January uh, 31st is uh, 15th anniversary of Super Smash Bros. Brawl, uh, the Japanese release. And oh then, my god, uh, January 31st is the 15th anniversary of Devil May Cry 4. Jeez, uh, I we'll... think I bought that before. Hold on a second, so. You're telling me that Super Smash Bros. Brawl came out in January? Uh, in Japan. I don't, I don't know. Oh, in Japan. Out, but... Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I was going to say, I don't remember that being a, a January game here in the States. Um, and then... I could be wrong, though. So, going into February here, um, 10th anniversary of Fire Emblem Awakening on 3DS that came out on February 4th. Um, February 5th... Um, 10th anniversary of Dead Space 3. Uh, let's see here. 
um, February 14th, 20th anniversary of the Game Boy Advance SP releasing oh. in Japan. Um, let's see. I actually just saw the- uh, I just saw one of those online for um, the Naperville uh, disc replay. They got one of them. Wow. A blue one. Um, let's see. On the same day, the 14th of February, Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced 20th anniversary. Um, let's see. On February 19th, the 20th anniversary of the original Livery First Time Clancy Splinter Cell. Wow. Um, let's see here. And let's see, it's pretty much, uh, this doesn't give a date, um, but in February, sometime in February, it was a 30th anniversary of Star Wars X-Wing for PC. Okay. Does that ever come up on anything else or just PC? Nope, just PC. Because you pretty much need a flight stick to play it. Okay. So, um, and then going on into March here, um, Let's see here. So March 4th was the 15th anniversary of God of War Chains of Olympus on PSP. Rest in peace, PSP. Um, March 9th is the 15th anniversary of Super Smash Bros. Brawl US release. Um, and then here's one that makes me feel old. Uh, March 19th, 20th anniversary of the U.S. release of Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. Holy fuck, wow. okay. Wow. Like 20 years. Um, let's see, March 23rd was the 30th anniversary of Kirby's Adventure on the original Nintendo. <laughs> March 24th is the 20th anniversary of Zelda Wind Waker U.S. release. Another game that Okay, just saying that out loud again hurts me. Yeah. Uh, March 26th was the 10th anniversary of Bioshock Infinite. Let's see here. God, Um, it's crazy because you say these, like, games and when they release, and I can picture exactly where I was and what I was doing when I when I uh got those games when they released. Uh, March 29th, 25th anniversary of the first Parasite Eve on PlayStation 1. And uh, March 31st was the 25th anniversary of StarCraft on PC. Uh, and then, so we'll go into April here, and then, uh, then that'll be it until, this, uh, until we get into May. So uh, April 4th is the 40th anniversary of Mario Brothers in the arcade. What the fuck? Yep. Huh. You know, um, an interesting thing about uh, Mario Brothers... Uh, Alex, so uh, Super Mario Brothers on the NES came out um, uh, for, uh, September 13th in 1985 in Japan. However, there is no evidence of when it actually released in the U.S. Can you fucking believe that? Wait, say that again. I'm sorry. So there is no like actual like sources and documentation for when it actually released in the in the in the US. Because what the fuck? So it's uh the, the exact North American release date is highly debated in the games in like games industry because no one knows the exact date the Super Mario Brothers released in the US. 
that it's fucking insane. Like there's, Actually, there's that sounds so stuff. like made up. What the fuck? Yes, because there was no like record keeping back in in eighty five, like in the U S for like all these stores. So, like they just got in and just people just started selling it. There was no like actual huh. like this is the solid release date for this game. Um, speaking of a uh, no solder, no solid release date, uh, this one just gives an, in in the month of April, but it's the thirtieth anniversary of NBA GM in arcades. Wow. Um, and then so going back up to the top of uh, April, so, uh, Alex, uh, you ever played any of the postal games? Uh no. Okay. Because uh, it's uh, March, I mean, April 13th is the 20th anniversary of Postal 2. Um, April 9th is the 10th, 10th anniversary of Guacamelee. Uh, I've never played it, but I know a lot of people. Oh, hi, but I can't believe it's been 10 years. What the fuck? Yep. Um, April 16th is the 10th anniversary of Injustice, Gods Among Us. Oh. Well, um, let's see here. So this one makes me feel old. Uh, April 29th is the 20th anniversary of NBA Street Volume 2. Fuck off! That is actually the the first game I ever bought with my own money. Really? Yeah. So anytime before that, I would either get games for like Christmas or like, uh, you know, birthdays or whatever but that was the first game that like with allowance like paper route money that i went and actually bought on my own all right and then uh the last one for the month of april this one also makes me feel old uh april 29th is the 15th anniversary of grand theft auto 4 jesus 15 year for oh my god another one remember when that game came out um Josh and I were making such a big fucking deal about that game, and yep. <laughs> it was a fucking great. It's a good fucking. It's a. It's I I know I know, game. and I remember like making a big deal with my dad about it, and telling him like this is gonna be like the greatest game of all time, uh, and my dad being like, uh, well yeah you say that now, and I remember like flat out telling him and believing like there will never be another game that comes out that looks better than this game. <laughs> and now I, you look at GTA 4 and you're like, skin looks like shit. Like compared to you know without <laughs> now. Like... <laughs> but I mean, it was, you know, it was it was a big deal at the time, and you know, even like the technology behind the game was, you know, re- was really good. So, mm-hmm. but oh, that's, that's so look, you know, looking into the rest of the year, I definitely can't wait to. uh you know, in the future months to talk about uh, other, uh, uh, you know, anniversaries. And there's some, there's some, uh, there's some big ones on here that are, uh, you know, some big anniversaries and definitely make me feel really old. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing once we get like toward the fall months, there's going to be like a lot more because that's when games normally come out. So, yep. Well, uh, Nice. That's uh, I like this uh, uh, this new thing that you're doing. Um, makes me feel really fucking old though. So thank you. Bit. Just yeah. a bit. Yep. Uh, let's move into some news that's current that doesn't make me feel old. <laughs> so, um, let's see. What do I want to start with? Uh, let's get the bad news out of the way. 
You know, actually, this is gonna. This will, I guess, maybe will make you feel old. Remember when E three used to be cool, dude? I wanted to go to E three for so long because it was. It looked so fucking yeah. interesting. Like every time right? you saw something in IGN or G four, you're like, dude, I have to be there, bro. It looks so yeah. cool. And then it just went real bad, really fast. Yeah, I mean, E three's <laughs> heyday was really like probably like two thousand four. To like 2013. Yep, maybe I would, 2014, definitely. somewhere around like, there. Like, like when you would have the releases of like, of like Halo Three, Gears of War Two, games like that. Like yep. that shit looked like it would be so cool to go, you know, check out, play, watch all that. Yep. all that cool stuff. And when it's when you'd see people come on stage like Peter Moore, who had actual tattoos <laughs> for, <laughs> for <laughs> on his body. <laughs> Did he have a GTA 4 tattoo? Yes, he did. He had a <laughs> Halo 2 and GTA 4, but it. it is it is highly debatable because he will not show them. It's highly debatable on if they were actually real or not. Okay, I I, I would hazard guess they're not because that's yeah. Crazy. I mean, maybe they are real and he still has them. Um, but it's also I think it's like 50-50. Um, but yeah, E3 really was like the time that. It's like it was like Christmas for gamers, and you just you get your friends together. Uh, if you you know when you're still in school, um, you know just hang out. But at, after like you uh you take time off work, or you know back in the day at Walmart, what I would always do is they had the thing of uh you call in three days and only get one point, and ah! it's like you you get it to where like you have like uh the weekend off and so then you just call in monday tuesday wednesday and you just have that five days just to like yeah god i remember a couple years just like packing up my shit and just going to stay at my aunt's place for like four days and just like uh just watching e3 over there or the 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 years that you'd have all your friends over and and just like watch the conferences and shit like man those those are the days I mean, it was always, uh, you get out, your school year ends, like, toward the end of May, and then you're like, man, a couple weeks, E3. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, we got the, uh, the unfortunate, or fortunate, if you're some people, uh, news that E3 has been officially canceled. Um, and the statement from, uh, Reed Pop, uh, reads, quote, uh, this was a difficult decision because of all the effort we and our partners put toward making this event happen but we had to do what's right for the industry and what's right for e3 Uh, we appreciate and understand that interested companies wouldn't have playable demos ready and that resourcing challenges made being at e3 this summer an obstacle they could not overcome for those who did commit to e3 we're we are sorry we can't put on the showcase you deserve and that you have come to expect from read pops event experiences uh end quote um, it is interesting how they were basically like, no, people wanted to do this. They just couldn't have playable demos ready in time when that was not the case at all. Like no one was interested in, in, in going to E3. Um, and everyone was also in like a, it was like a game of chicken, like a stalemate. Everyone was waiting. Nobody wanted to be the first publisher to confirm that they were going to E3. <laughs> so since no one was confirming it, even Ubisoft, it never put out an official confirmation. They were like, 
I mean, if there's one, we'll go. <laughs> like, even they couldn't be like, yes, we're for sure going to be there. Um, uh, so, yeah, no one just wanted to go. And so uh, I think that this really is the final nail in the coffin. And I don't think there will, there will be another. I don't think there will ever be another E3 like what no. we know it. No. Maybe there'll be a... There might be some fan event that they bring back in the future, and they call it E3. Just but it'll, it'll never purposes. be exactly what it was, yeah. which was like an industry-wide yeah. giant meetup, man. Like that's basically what it was. Yeah. When I used to watch, like, uh, I was watching early days of Giant Bomb, and they did the Giant Bomb on the couch. Yep. Uh, that was like basically how I always saw E3. Same with like you'd watch the G4 guys on the floor, always doing interviews and shit. Yep. Um, just it to me, it was the Comic Con of video games. Uh, and I don't think we'll ever get that back. And that yeah. hurts a little because I I always think that's a really interesting experience. But now game companies don't need to buy booth space. They can just make a, you know, hour long video and press a couple buttons. And yeah. They get a million views and barely have to pay much money to get it out there. Yeah. Because um, I don't think uh, I don't think some people realize that for big publishers like uh, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, Sega, uh, EA, Ubisoft, whatever. They would have to, uh, to to buy the booth space to get like demos ready to to hire the employees. It cost them tens of millions of dollars to put all this on. And yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, these companies are realizing like, why would we spend all that money when we can just do a like a a direct or something to where we don't have to hire people. We can just put out videos. We don't have to have like demos ready. It's like so much cheaper. Yeah, but I think I think the unfortunate side effect of that though is that uh, now you have companies like Sony, who are like, since we're not going to be part of these big events anymore, we can release information when when we want to, and now we can go months or even years without saying anything, and people just have to deal with it, and it 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 really does suck because in the past you knew like well when when we get into when we get into uh, into summer game you know game developers publishers they have to tell us what's going to come out in the next couple of years because that's this is how it was and now it's like you know you get sony and even nintendo who are like well we're radio silent you're not going to know well us. see i don't necessarily agree with that because with the time of the year so everything is pointing to it's it's everyone in the industry is talking about it there is going to be a huge playstation actual showcase either late may or really early june they're gonna well, no, get out I, before everyone else i get that but when was the last time sony had a showcase and I, i'm not talking about when their state of play is but an actual showcase uh it was the one when they announced the no that's not true they did one in 2021 in, and you're right, but the fact that they that they're that they can go more than the calendar year without having a showcase now that sucks yeah, but I think you can argue that that's because of the pandemic. That everything was so far behind that they just didn't have anything to show. Well, I get that, and I and I hope that that was just like an anomaly. But we'll see in the yeah. future if because to me I think it's just as likely that this is the new norm for Sony. That if if there's a showcase this year, then we might not get another showcase until like early to mid twenty twenty five. Maybe uh, we'll see. Um, but basically, even though there's there's not a convention called E3, there is still going to be 
uh, a highly rumored Sony event late May or early June, right around the E3 time. Uh, you still have uh, Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest, which is pretty much taking over E3. And Jeff was out there just tweeting like fucking body blows <laughs> like this guy was like it was amazing <laughs> i saw i saw the the meme of i don't know what movie it is but there's like these these guys like shot this person dead and they're just standing over the body just like still like <laughs> shooting it with pistols just slowly and that's exactly what jeff was doing at e3 he's just like fucking like still <laughs> Bang, bang. Yeah, that he had that shit in the chamber ready to go. Yeah, and you know what? And I, I got it. <laughs> and I I don't blame him because there is a time when Jeff wanted to be part of E3 and was interested in working with them years ago. And E3 was like, no, we don't want you. And so now Jeff's like, well, now look who's like taking everything over. He's like, you know, you guys I saw like everything was that was going to change and you guys refused to pivot and uh, adapt. And he's like, I adapted. And so we're going to have his event, which I think is, it's going to be big because all the people that didn't, that might've showed stuff at E3, they're now going to be want to want to be a part of just thing. So I think he's done a lot yeah. of cool shit. Um, and then uh, after, Jeff's thing on the 8th. On the 11th, we have Microsoft's uh, thing. And Microsoft is going to be live. Uh, it's going to be just like a, a normal E3 press conference. It's going to be live in the Microsoft Theater with, with the crowd. Um, and then on the 12th, uh, we have the Ubisoft Forward, which isn't going to be live. It's going to be probably like a, a pre-recorded cool. thing, but still. So we st there's still going to be a lot of stuff in like a, a one to two week period that is yeah. similar to like what E3 used to be. Um, so I think one of, one of my biggest questions that will be answered in the next you know couple of years is what's going to happen with the ESA because, you know, E3 was a big part of the ESA every year. And mm -hmm. I think, I think the ESA, it, it is very important to gaming. Like we, we need the ESA here in, in the United States as a lobbying board for video games. Mm -hmm. And it, it'll be interesting to see what will happen because a lot of people say that, you know, the ESA needed the revenue from E3 to pretty much fund itself. Well, I, I would say that um, these big publishers know how important uh, the ESA is, and it's why uh, Microsoft has people on the. Uh, I think Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo have people on the ESA board, and because they know that without the TSA or without the ESA, sorry, uh, TSA. There could, yeah, <laughs> without the ESA, there could be uh, government oversight and interference into what the games industry is doing, and they definitely do not want that. So I think it's in the best interest for all these big publishers to make sure that the ESA doesn't fail. Um, so I think that they would, they would do what's necessary to keep them afloat. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Uh, who's the, um, who's the person who there's like some kind of politician that they have a, like a brother who's on the ESA board or something. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, or, or is that someone who is on, who is on like the Zenimax board? I remember like there's someone on like a board of directors for it has something to do with video games, but I don't remember who a politician is. Like like they have a relative. Yeah, I vaguely but, remember uh, what you're what you're talking about, but I don't quite uh, 
remember who it was. So, um, anything else to say on E3 before I move on? No, um, I, think it's, yeah. I think we've done enough for them. I think I think we, you know, we have a lot of good memories of E3, and um, yeah. So, real quick, uh, do you guys think E3 will return at some point in the future? They're gonna try, but I certainly hope not. I think the name E3 will return, but I think it will it will be nothing like what it was in the past. I think it'll just be like a a fan event or something, like maybe a convention that they just call E3 just for the just for the name recognition. Yeah. So. Uh, it it be. You know, it's interesting going and looking at the funny shit that's happening at E3. I saw the clip of a, it was from a EA one from the mid 2000s, and it was when they revealed a uh, Need for Speed game, and this was probably or something like that. And they had this guy, they brought this YouTuber up, and I I don't remember his name, but they made a big deal like, hey, this this guy such and such is here to unveil a new Need for Speed game. And he started off good as like, hey, yo, everyone, I'm here at EA's, you know, event. Whatever. And then this guy just fucking had like a stroke. <laughs> while he was talking to the what camera. the fuck? No, I don't mean seriously. <laughs> right, he, right, he, right, 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 right. It's like, oh, it's oh, like forgot everything. Was it's it like, was he, it like in a well, like stage fright? Like he exactly. Yeah. This yeah. guy just got he got the yips for as soon as like the camera like got on him. And he was just like fumbling words and stuff. It was like a fucking like I don't know, like it was insane. Like I was, I felt so bad for this guy watching this clip. Um, it's like he, it's like he started, and then after someone whispered to him, "Hey man, don't forget, there's millions of people watching this." Yeah, it was like a fucking crime scene. I was watching, like this guy was like dying in front of me. <laughs> uh, man, I mean, I uh, when I think of like you know personalities, E three, I think of, like Mr. Caffeine is uh, one that I think about. Yeah, um, and apparently he was actually a big dick. So okay, yeah, that sucks. Uh, and then I think uh, you know, like Ubisoft things, uh, Aisha Tyler, she came out uh, every E three. So yeah, and then you know, we say things like girl boner. Uh no, she she'd say girl wood. Like uh, man, that yeah, gave me girl wood. Right, yeah. It's like yeah, it's like okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. All right. Um moving on. Uh so this kind of ties in what we were talking about, but just to add a little bit more context. Uh so PlayStation will reportedly hold a showcase ahead of Summer Games Fest. Um that's according to uh Jeff Grubb. Um, who has regularly reported on planned summer events ahead of their announcement in the past. Uh, there's also been like multiple other uh, big journalist people who uh, have talked about this as well. Uh, according to Grubb, a showcase will be held sometime before the Summer Game Fest event on June 8th. Um, so, I mean, there's not really much more to say other than, uh, than this is supposedly going to happen. So, um do you um so, uh do you think it'll do you think it'll be late may or do you think we're looking at early june um so looking at the calendar uh i mean i think if they do it it's weird because they usually announce stuff or they they do their state of plays on like thursdays 
I don't know if they do a showcase on a Thursday. So if if they want to do a weekend, then they would have to do like like May twenty seventh or twenty eighth. Um, so that's always possible. Or I well actually no, it's not true. They could do it um the first weekend of June, which is the third or fourth. So I would actually target that probably. Um, and this is a uh, obviously we would get the first like actual gameplay of a, a the new Spider Man game because they're actually starting to run ads in other countries. Uh for the uh spider-man 2 and so they're it's starting to get out there yeah um, and that that guy who the voice voice uh venom in the game uh, uh you know uh allegedly leaked that the game is releasing in september so yep um so we'll get that push uh obviously we're gonna get whatever uh whatever else is coming out exclusive wise um for sony uh this year because I don't know if there'll be any other like major first party games, uh, but there's definitely going to be some other third party games and stuff. Um, um, do you uh, do you have any other Sony news to talk about, Andrew, on your list? Uh, not anything that's like specific to Sony. Well, actually, no, I do. Yeah, yeah I got one more. Well, I I have I have one thing that talk about that will most likely be revealed at, at whatever event they have oh and yeah i forgot about i forgot to add this yeah so this this is probably uh this might be what the other art story you have well it might not be no, but not. Uh, so uh allegedly uh playstation is working on a cloud gaming handheld device uh, oh so um no originally... don't say it like that alex like trust me once you yeah, hear all so... this you're gonna be like oh so originally reported by Tom Henderson um, on April first, and when he reported it, people thought it was an April Fool's joke, but but he 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 uh, reported again saying, "Guys, I'm seriously not joking. Uh, it was just a coincidence. It was on April first uh, because Jeff Grubb uh, came in and was like, uh, "I'm hearing this stuff too." Um, so obviously, when uh, people started hearing that, uh, gamers were like, "Oh my God, they're working on like a PlayStation Vita too," and so. Uh, Jeff Grubb, uh, Jeff Grubbs told people that he that he's only ever heard of, that it's a cloud streaming handheld, uh, and that anyone who uses this would need to have a PS5 to use it, and uh, it would it would most likely you would be constrained to like within a certain distance to the uh, the the PS5. So think of it like the Wii U like uh, tablet. Uh, so with the Wii U gamepad, you had to be within a certain distance of the Wii U for it to be really effective. So kind of think of it like this. I don't. I mean, obviously, I don't know what kind of uh, wireless technology. So that, that's so- not true. So uh, that is not. That's not what's being reported. So it's being reported as a as a remote play device. And so you can. I can take. Uh, I can remote play to my PS5 anywhere. So I could be in a hotel and I can remote play to my console. So oh, okay, yeah. So what it does is your console turns on and you and it streams a game over the internet to uh, wherever you are to your device. So oh, okay, um, uh, if you're in your house, it'll obviously be better because um, you're right next to it. But if if you're somewhere else, because you can already do that with like a you can remote play to your phone or if you have like the backbone or whatever to, to do that. So, which okay. is why I'm, I'm wondering like why release this device? Well, I, I didn't know that that's how remote play works. Like I always thought remote play was like, 
you're streaming your console to whatever device you're using, but like you have to be mm-hmm. like within the, I always saw like you had to be like on your Wi-Fi to, to do it. No. Um but then it, it's just annoying because you, you have to rely on a cloud. Like there's no yeah. like actual uh games that you like have physically, which is kind of uh frustrating. Um yeah, because I mean obviously Sony they wouldn't be able to you really wouldn't be able to make a handheld that could actually operate as a PS5 and have it and have it released in, in a uh, in a price point that will be you know cheap enough for people to actually want. Because uh, I'm sure I'm sure someone could make a, a handheld that was powerful enough as a PS5, but it would be it would be really expensive. Um, so yeah. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see what this device would look like, how much it would how much it will be. Um, that that actually is kind of cooler, the whole remote play thing, because like I always saw that you were tied to you know your whatever specific Wi-Fi you're on. Um, so, but again, you're relying on the cloud, so you really gotta make sure that wherever you're at, you'd have good you know good, a good enough connection, fast enough internet yep. for it. Uh, which means that if you're like just on a bus or something, you wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. So. Unless I guess unless you had a hotspot or something they could use, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh. Uh, now I I don't think that would be announced at whatever this event is that they'd be holding in like next month. I or I, I don't know because I mean it's uh Tom Henderson saying that he expects this to be re- to re to be revealed very soon, and there's even some uh, other uh, articles are saying that this would be released. Before the that slim PS5 with the with the disc no I, so everything I read says says that the slim releases first and that this would release sometime before the rumored PS5 Pro. Okay, so the slim is gonna be this fall supposedly. The Pro is uh you know maybe fall of next year, and so this might release somewhere in the middle of that. Um. I, I don't know. This is all obviously hypothetical. Yeah. Um, I still think this is dumb. I do. I do think that this device is absolutely real. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I think it is too. Yeah. But at the same time, though, I feel like Sony's releasing a lot of hardware, and they they just released the uh, PSVR two, and by all reports, the PSVR two is not doing well. Yeah, that was my next story. Okay. Well, then we can go right into that. Yep, so right into this. Uh, Alex, would you be surprised if I told you that uh, research firm estimates say that Sony has sold fewer than 300,000 headsets in its first No! No! I don't even think I could find you a handful of people who, like, fucking own a VR headset that I personally know. Okay, so, like, I was listening to the Jeff Gershman show, and he was reciting back a, I believe it was ABC or NBC article, polling uh teenagers on their vr usage and i guess one of the uh one of the like one of the question one of the things was like that teenagers like cell phones more than vr headsets which uh, no shit um it's the vr is such a weird fucking piece of technology and very overpriced yep. i'm not I'm, I'm surprised it's not a lot less i'm not gonna lie to you 
trust me i am too that's that's why i went into this thinking that it's going to be like either 300 or 350 or somewhere around there like the fact that they priced it at 550 and and they're making a huge profit on what they're selling is still uh, crazy me that, that that they actually thought that in the first like year that, that they would sell 2 million of these things like that's it's especially not only of that but they released it at the worst possible time because inflation is crazy right now. Uh, people are losing their jobs, getting laid off in all these different industries. So people don't have money that even if they have a PS five, they don't have an extra $550. And that's just to get the headset. Like you want to yeah. start getting games for it. Like you're talking about like easily around $700 if you actually want to go in and like get games and stuff. Yeah. For this. Um, and then yeah. even, now there's still there's tens of thousands of um gamers who are finally able to actually get a ps5 and if they're buying a ps5 they're most likely not going to spend an extra 550 dollars for a psvr2 and and like you just mentioned this is not the economy right now to be uh to be spending a lot of extra money especially in something that Obviously, you know, con- console gaming, uh, Xbox Series X, PS5, these are luxury items. These are not these are not necessary items to have, you know, and, and gaming has always been an expensive hobby. However, when you look at a PSVR2, which is even more uh, like it is even is even less of a necessity than a PS5. It's yeah, I I I don't know how Sony could have thought that this was going to be more, that this is going to be more successful. Yeah. And and that goes into our last story which if if they want to sell this this handheld uh streaming device that means you still have to have a PS5. So uh-huh. say this thing costs $300, then you're looking at a an $800 like just starting price to, to which is still like a lot of money to be paying for this stuff. So that that's why it's 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 just fucking insane to me, and uh, so anyway, this uh this story came from a uh, Bloomberg who was reporting on a an IDC uh which is um an analytics analytics company. So IDC's vice president of data analytics, uh, Francisco Geronimo, which is just a fantastic last name. I love that. Um, Holy fuck! What a name. <laughs> uh, told the publication. Uh, I sub- saying, quote, I suspect a price cut on the PSVR 2 will be needed to avoid a complete disaster of their new product. Uh, consumers around the world are facing rising costs of living, rising interest rates, and increasing layoffs. VR headsets are not top of mind for most consumers under the current economic climate, uh, end quote. Um, so, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um I could also see Sony just just completely saying like, you know what, fuck it, and just just dropping it. Maybe not dropping it because I think they'll still do support, but I could definitely see them. I could see them like not really like doing much yeah. with it, like giving it updates every now and then, but like never really yeah. releasing games. But I like... mean, exactly, because if if there's no one, if there's hardly anyone buying this. What developer in their in their right mind would be like, hey, we're gonna make a game exclusive to the PSVR two, 
where 500,000 consoles are sold and maybe 10% of those people might buy it. Yeah, that, that's, that's so, that's so, that's such a, um, I don't know the terms. Like that, that seems like you're just wasting money at that point. Yeah. Um, it kind of, it kind of sucks, man. Cause I would like to, I would like to get like, I wish VR was a little bit better, cheaper, um, and, and you know, I had more options because I think VR is a very interesting concept because there's a lot of cool things you could do. Um, but at the same time, there just doesn't seem like there's enough to justify anyone really caring about VR. Like I understand yeah. that VR is kind of, kind of like, you know, it's like VR chat and there's VR like Roblox and stuff. But like, to be honest, there isn't like, I hate this term, there isn't that killer app for a headset like yep. PSVR two that like convinced me, and that's that that's including Valve's um, index with fucking yeah. the Half Life Alex. That's basically Half Life three, um, but you know, it, it kind of sucks. Like no one, I mean, I guess I guess people probably were asking for a better kind of headset, but like maybe they could have put those resources into doing something else other than yeah. this headset. Well, I also think that one thing that's weird is that even though the headset's out, there's no, like, VR apps for it. So, like, you can watch YouTube on it, but you can't watch VR YouTube videos. You know, it's because YouTube has a VR section for other headsets, but you can't watch those yet on a PSVR 2. It's like they don't even have, like, the stuff ready to even make this a full VR experience. And actually... I think maybe the one thing that could potentially save this is if you look back at the history of the, like the PSP, the reason the PSP sold so well was because it was cracked open. You could just fucking emulate or do anything you want with it. So I think that the way that this could actually start selling is if people figure out how to get it working on a PC. Andrew, emulation is illegal. We can't emulate it. Well, no, no. So I don't even mean emulation. I just mean, so emulation is what worked for uh, PSP. What I mean would work for this is if uh, someone was able to crack it and get the this headset working on PC to where people would be like, oh, well, if it, because I've seen a lot of evidence on Twitter of people saying, if Sony unlocked this and allowed it to work on PC as well as PS5, then I would buy this. Because it's it's the it's the cheapest uh, it's the cheapest and strongest headset that you can get like for a PC right now if it worked for PC, um, but since it doesn't work, people aren't gonna buy it because if, if if that was the case, you wouldn't need to buy a PS5 for it. So if people that have a computer already would be like, oh well, now I'll buy the headset because I don't also have to buy another five hundred dollar console with it. Um, so until that happens, and it is an if, because who knows if it, if it will actually happen. Um, I've seen some uh, analysts on podcasts say that Sony could unlock it in the future. Uh, I think that that would be like a last-ditch effort. I think that would be like Sony actually giving up, because analysts have said that the reason Sony is not going to do it is because they don't want you buying the headset and not buying their games. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I um I also think Sony kind of shot themselves in the foot the, when they developed the system and made it to where it's not compatible with PS with PSVR one games, because I think you know 
however many PS1s that PSVR ones are sold, I think it's like 5 million, give or take. You know, that's 5 million people who probably have a library of like games for PSVR one and having, having it uh, compatible to PSVR two, like could have incentivized at least those, those, uh, gamers to, to buy a PSVR two. Yeah, maybe. Yep. Well, uh, only time will tell, um, Obviously, if this was selling like crazy, Sony would be out there talking about it. Um, and since they aren't talking about it, because Sony loves talking numbers, yeah, um, and they're not saying it's anything about it. So, well, I I really hope that they're working on something that they have like this really cool concept or game that they're working on. That when it comes out, it will be like the quote unquote killer app for yeah. PSVR two. Yep, uh, we will see. Uh, let's see, just some uh, random news. Um, so Phil Harrison, who uh, used to be with Sony, and then he was with Microsoft, uh, and then he went to uh, Google, and he was the main guy with Google Stadia. Um, he was the guy that came out and promised all these things with Stadia that never fucking happened. Uh, well, he has now quietly left Google, um, so he is no longer there. He was the guy that came out and talked about negative latency. Yes, and how and, and how it was it was going to get to a point where they would know your button prompts before you would even press them. Yep, uh, I think that's um, God, who was the uh, who's the Sega guy that or the Sonic guy? Was it the Sonic guy that was like arrested recently for the? Oh yeah, series? it's uh, sheesh. He was the guy who did uh, uh, Battle in Wonder World as well. Yeah, right? yeah. So he heard negative uh, Naka, latency. Nakayuji. Yeah, yeah. He heard negative Naka. latency and then said, "Well, what if we did negative draw distance?" <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so uh, who knows what Phil Harrison will do next. Whatever he touches fails. So I would be like, I do not want this fucking guy at my company. Um, so uh, we'll see. I, I mean, he'll, he'll, uh, you know, he'll fall ass backwards into another CEO position. And, uh, and then when, uh, when it fails, he'll jump out with the golden parachute and he'll land into another position somewhere. So. Well, he was never a CEO. Um, well, I, I, yeah, I guess I shouldn't have said CEO. Yeah. Just like, just like the lead of something. You know? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he's never like a, like a high-ranking, like a corporate guy that does this shit anymore. Um, all right. Uh, more. Uh, this was some weird fucking news when I saw this last week. Okay, so Arc Two, uh, Vin Diesel's Arc Two. Uh, has been delayed to the end of 2024. Um, it was supposed to release this year, obviously not releasing. And with that news, uh, they announced that Arc One is being uh, remade in, I believe it's Unreal Engine un- Five. Yeah, and so it's being remade in Unreal Engine Five, and. They are ending support for Arc 1 and turning off all dedicated servers. So the only way you can play Arc 1 is if you're playing it single player or you're hosting your own server. 
Um, and there is no free upgrade to the Arc One remake in Unreal Engine Five. So all the fans that are playing Arc One right now, they're going to lose access to what they're doing in Arc One, and they will have to rebuy the forty dollar next gen version. It's like a really fucking shitty situation. Yep, and then so not only are they turning off decade servers, but players on last generation won't even have access to the newer to the newer version. The newer version is only on current gen systems and PC. And yeah, and PC. Yep. So if you're playing on PS4 or Xbox One, uh, if you don't have a current gen system and you want to play Arc, you can only play by yourself or host one of your own servers. Uh, but again, it's not a very ideal situation. Uh, did this say what's going on with Switch? Is Switch in his own like kind of ecosystem? It's gotta be, but I'm assuming that they're also losing like access and stuff too. So um, that's funny that you mentioned that because I don't think it mentions anything in here about the the Switch version. The Switch version, uh, uh, I know I know they've updated it several times and it looks better, but when it first released on Switch, it was, without a doubt, one of the worst games I've ever seen. Oh my god, there was like stuff in it that looked like an N64 game. Like, yeah. Like how bad it was looking. I just, I, I could not believe that they released that game for Switch. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it was, it was one of those games where you're like, wow, that's why current gen games don't get released on Switch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. All right. Uh. So, Alex, you mentioned uh that so Street Fighter comes out in June, right? Street Fighter Six. Mm-hmm. So the Street Fighter film and TV rights have been acquired by Legendary. <gasps> and... oh, don't fucking tell me, dude. Don't, don't. Is this a live action fucking movie? So a live action. Movie. Ah! <laughs> ah! It's being made oh, no. by uh by legendary and uh again. please no <laughs> and Capcom is uh um is helping to oversee the film. Oh no, come on why <laughs> listen come it can't on. be as it can't be anywhere as bad as that Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, right? But the character was based on Jean-Claude Van Damme. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah. And they ruined it. Dude, yeah. I saw this and I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> like, what the hell is this? Okay, so like they made a Mortal Kombat, which was pretty fucking good. But like, are they going to do that well, with Street Fighter? I Pretty okay. fucking okay. good. I don't okay. know about that. Okay. It was good. That's a pretty low-hanging bar. For that yeah, exactly. Yeah. Movies, even though it's like, I like those. Okay, so they made an adequate Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. What the fuck are they gonna make this Street Fighter movie about? Is it just gonna be fucking Guile going to fight a bunch of people and here comes Ryu uh, and Ken? Like, I don't know. What the fuck, man? Um, is I'm, Pete I'm Davidson at... gonna be in this? Like, who is the fucking guy? Like, I'm... who's playing Ryu? Hmm? Who's playing Ryu? Who's playing I, well, they announced. They just announced that. that this is going I to happen, so they haven't like. Said anything about who plays Dalism? Who plays the I, I don't know. I'm uh I'm looking at the cast Post of the of the 1994 movie, and I didn't know who that Ming Na Wen was Chun Li. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so that. who is who is in that? Who is in that film besides Zhang Hua Dan? So the only other name I know of is is, is Ming Na Wen. So I know. So Kylie Minogue was Cammy. 
What? What the so, fuck? Uh, oh. And then it says Delate Raul Julia. I don't know who that is, but he played uh, M. Bison. Um, and then apparently there was a Chun-Li movie made in 2009. Okay. I didn't even know that. So, um, But I, I will say that it I have I do have some hope for the movie because Capcom is helping with it. So it's it's almost like Last of Us was good because Neil Druckmann and Naughty Dog were actually involved with it. So um because this isn't just someone getting the rights and we're like, hey, we're gonna do whatever the fuck we want, we don't care about whatever, you know, publisher developer makes it. Hopefully, then it, it can be good. Um, yeah, that's that's the only that's the only like good thing out of this I can really glean. Yeah, uh, is it is being ran by the people who are writing it and who actually have the rights behind it. So maybe we'll actually get yeah. an interesting, fun movie. But at the same time, what the fuck, man? A live action yeah. fucking Street Fighter movie? Come on, like, yeah. god damn it, no! Who's that? Who's the new? Who's the new character in fucking Street Fighter Six? The kind of main guy. That is, absolutely, that is absolutely going to be a fucking character. It's, uh, isn't, it, isn't it Luke? Isn't that his name? Luke, Jake, Eric, I don't know, some other white yeah. guy's name. But like, fuck, man. Damn it. Yep. I'm actually very excited to see this because I bet it'll be just fine. Um, I want to I wanna see someone um, uh, play. Uh, what, what's, what's the green guy's name? Is it Blanca? Yeah, Blanca. Yeah. I want to. I want to see someone uh, as Blanca, and I want to be just really shitty makeup. Just someone who just looks like they're like body painted green. <laughs> oh. Why? Why would you want this? Like... <laughs> no, just so it'd be really campy, just like a really campy movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Like this is either gonna there's there's. Three scenarios. One scenario is that this movie comes out and is really well choreographed, and it, it has like probably a B movie plot, but it ends up being kind of okay. Uh, the second option is it comes out and it's just really shitty, and everyone's like, "Why the fuck do you guys do this?" Yeah. Or Look, third, or third, it comes out and it's really campy, and people are like, "This is so bad, it's good." <sighs> I want the guy who choreographs the John Wick movies. The choreographed fights in this. That's what I want. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Um, so there was a word about four or five days ago that Quantum Break was leaving Game Pass. And this is a fantastic game. Uh, if you guys are fans of Remedy, um, I would definitely uh, recommend a playthrough of this. Um, but uh, Microsoft was pretty quiet about it at first. And then there's there's a lot of like, I don't know if I'd say backlash, but a lot of people just like asking like, why is this happening? Like you guys own this IP, and then a lot of people started saying like, well, no, they don't own it. Remedy bought it back, and then Remedy came out and them and actually on Twitter and was like, guys, we do not own this. Like Microsoft owns this IP, um, and then and then it finally Microsoft made a statement saying that it is being removed to Game Pass temporarily due to expired licenses, but they are working on uh, on renewing those licenses and that uh, Quantum Break will return to Game Pass uh, eventually. Um, So, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sure they have the same lawyers trying to get the license back as the same lawyers who are trying to get the licenses back for uh, uh, the Metal Gear Solid HD collection on PS3. And oh, yeah. How's that, how's that going? Yep. Um, let's see. And then my, my last story here. So the Mario movie is coming out uh, this weekend. It, it's actually, didn't it come out today? Was Friday. It uh, it yeah. came out. Uh, it it can There's a there's a lot of theaters around the country that started showing it today. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so it's 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 now being shown. Um, it's widely released uh, this weekend. So, <sighs> yeah. Um, it's getting pretty good reviews, or de- I should say decent reviews. Some people like it, some people don't. Um, so Miyamoto's out there making the rounds, doing interviews, uh, and. So he was asked straight up in a fucking interview, yo, when is your next fucking Mario game coming out? Like the movie's here. Why is there no why is there no game coming out around the same time? It's been over six years since the last Mario game. No, it has not been. It'll be six years this fall. Um No, didn't didn't Super Mario Odyssey uh, release with the Switch? No, Zelda released with the Switch. Odyssey released in October, I think, of that year. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. You know, you're you're right because I remember that. Yeah. yeah, it released like around around the same time as like Wolfenstein too. And yeah. uh, yeah, okay. Um, so uh, Miyamoto, uh, he laughed. <laughs> I can see him like, oh, Mario game. What are you talking about? Uh, so uh, Miyamoto laughed and said, "Quote: Well, all I can say is, please stay tuned for future Nintendo directs." End quote. Uh, fucking duh. Like, of course, I'm gonna stay tuned, and of course, that you guys are going to eventually release another Mario game. But how about how about more info than just? I mean, yeah, we'll do one eventually. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I think it is weird that it is kind of hard to say though that it's been almost six years since the last Mario game because there has been Mario releases, just yeah. not. There hasn't been a core like single player Mario game. Like obviously yeah. we've gotten the new Mario parties, we've gotten Mario sports games, we've gotten re-releases of like Wii U Mario games. So there's been a lot of Mario stuff out there. This hasn't been like a brand new fucking Mario game. Um, I am. Um, I think he's being really coy because I think that they have a new console coming out next year, and I think they're going to have a new Mario game set for launch. I think so. I think that makes sense. Um, I also think that um, maybe they don't want to talk about a Mario game right now because they just want to focus on the movie. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. What would you guys do if they announced the next Mario game and it's and it's uh, it's voice acted and uh, Chris Pratt voices Mario in the game? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Whatever, like I, I would still play it. Like, uh, I can already tell you right now that whenever the next Mario game comes out, and it, and it inevitably has um, uh, what's his name doing Mario's voice, the the normal guy, um, someone is going to get get that game on PC and mod in Chris Pratt as Mario's yeah, voice. yeah. Uh, and I I will be here for it. Um, 
So it seems like that's like one of the few criticisms that I've seen about a Mario movie is people criticizing the, the voice acting in the in the movie. Um, yeah. Chris Pratt being one of them. I saw I've seen a lot of people say that um, uh, what's his name that voices Donkey Kong? Like Seth him, Rogen. Yeah, that Seth Rogen just completely phoned it in. Uh, but then so in uh, Seth Rogen made a statement saying that. Uh, he want he did his own voice because he said that he he thought it would be disingenuous if he did a weird voice for Donkey Kong. Yeah, uh, I've seen Chris Pratt push back and say that like, hey, like you need to go watch the movie before you criticize me. Like you know, just don't say like, oh, it's Chris Pratt. Like, um, but I don't know. I think it's getting overblown. I don't have a problem with from what I heard in the trailers. I don't have a problem with like what I heard with stuff. So no, I think I think it sounded fine. He sounded exactly like a cartoon character, so that's fine by me. Yeah. Um, but uh, that is all the news I have. Okay. Um, Alex, uh, this past weekend, did you watch any of WrestleMania? I did. I was just gonna ask that. Um, let, you know what? Let's talk about each night if you guys watched enough of it. Um, and like, give me your like opinions on it. Um, I so, watched a few matches on. On both nights. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, we can talk about night one, and then there's something I want to talk about uh, with one several of the, things um, I would like to talk about. Yeah, night so, two, so that's fine. Um, so night one, uh, I, in my opinion, I think night one was better than night two. Absolutely. Definitely. Yep. Um, and I mean, there's there's some good things with both nights, but I think night one had better moments. Um, and then I'm trying to remember all the matches, but I do think. Uh, I do think the the Rhea Ripley uh, match was pretty good. That was yes. fucking incredible. That was, that was, that really was good. awesome. I think there's only two bad matches on night one. I thought the Cena match at the beginning was lame. Yep, very um, lame. And That's then cool. the women's tag match uh, was yeah. also pretty lame as well. A other couple of that, those matches were fillers just to get people on yeah, the card. Other than that, all the other matches were fire night one. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the guy like biting, like actually well, pretending to bite Cena was really lame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I loved uh, um, uh, Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. Yep. Yep. Logan Paul a... needs to be on air more. He needs to wrestle more. He is really yeah, fucking good. And He's apparently incredible. his contract is up and they better fucking get him back. Like so um, I actually I actually wanted to talk about Logan Paul. So there's an interview he had with um I guess it's called Russell Zone. And mm. so they're asking about his entrance, which by the way, Alex, I don't know about you, but I was very shocked that they cleared him to do that entrance. Just because of the history of people like doing like sky entrances. Um, yeah, I'm surprised because I know they have history with that. So. so anyway, so he said during the interview, he goes, "I love flying, which is why I requested the zip line. I requested the zip line last year at WrestleMania, my first WrestleMania ever. I said, "Hey WWE, can I get the zip line?" They're like, "Why don't you get a match first?" And he goes, "All right, I get that. This year, I requested the zip line again. It got denied." And I go. Hey, is this a liability thing? Can I convince them to do it? Why is this such a big issue? And then uh, WDB got me a zip line into SoFi Stadium for my birthday. He said it took it took four different companies to get it approved. I don't know what their big deal is with with people uh, going uh, going in on zip lines. Well, obviously he doesn't know that. Maybe he doesn't know the history of Owen Hart. I, I don't know. I I don't know, but I think I think it's kind of 
I don't want to say tone deaf because if he doesn't really know the history, but at the same time, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's a big fucking liability thing. And especially a guy like, like Logan Paul, if he were to have a tumble and, and God forbid die, like, can you imagine the huge, this awful PR disaster it would be for WWE? So, I mean, obviously they're going to be really, uh, kind of, um, like really, I don't know, like what's the right word? Um, I don't want to say against it because clearly they let, they let them do it, but just they're really going to be really apprehensive to let you know people do stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that match was really good. Um, the uh, tag match at the end was fucking fantastic. Yeah. Like, I I don't know about you, but w- when they were doing all that, at the end of it, I remember looking over at a. a Taylor and Jake, who's over watching it with us, and just being like, "This is some fantastic fucking storytelling that they've been doing with all this uh, the bloodline stuff." Mm-hmm. But um, um, and anything else uh, from uh, night one? Um, I was going to mention. Uh, I I do agree with you guys with Logan Paul. I think they need to you know get him on more. Um, every I I do hate to say though because I do not like him. I don't like well, him. Me neither. He's a he's but, a. He's a problematic person, but he's an, an insanely talented wrestler. Oh, uh, I know. And then, uh, so uh, Trisha watched a little, a little bit with me, and she was like, "I tried to get her to watch some uh, uh, night one with me, and then she like didn't want anything to do with it." And then I, but she did watch some of night two with me. But then I did have her watch the uh, the Logan Paul match, and uh, she's she said that she was very surprised at how like athletic he is. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm like, yeah, he's he's very talented. I mean, and then I said it sucks that he's such a massive douchebag, but I mean, it's he's he, he is he is fun to watch. So yeah, I will say that that uh, um the person dressed as the uh, uh, Brian Bottle KSI, outside, I really thought that was gonna be Jake Paul. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Yeah. I would have liked that. Actually. When it ended up being who it was, I was like, "Whatever, this is dumb." Um, um, and then apparently, that KSI guy is, uh, on, I guess he's has some issues right now because yo, KSI is a fucking scumbag. Like, well, I don't know much guess, about him. I just know he's scummy. So he was he was on this British game show, and mm-hmm. it, it's it was a show like Scrabble to remake make up different words with like different letters, and I guess I I don't know how to pronounce it. I won't say it, but I guess he used. He he spelled out a word that's considered a a a European British slur for people from oh, the Middle wow. East, and oh. and then and then on the show his friends with him were laughing about it, and then after the show a bunch of people uh, from the Middle East started like tweeting him saying, "Yo man, if I ever see you and uh, if I ever see you in person, like your friends won't you and your friends won't be laughing anymore," and so. KSI, uh, he made a statement that saying that he is taking a break from social media, and he said that he's very, you know, he's like really sorry for his actions. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I. So, okay, do you guys know the the Asian food named Pocky? Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, okay, I kind of, I don't know what it is, but I've seen the word. Before. Yeah, they're they're little, they're little like uh, like um, almost like I don't want to say. They're really thin, long cookie sticks, and they're dipped in like the, like chocolate or like maybe Ooh. like um like almost like it's like different kind of flavors like chocolate, strawberry, stuff like that. Well, uh, they're called pockies, and I guess uh, I guess that word is also a happens to be a slur for 
uh, for Middle Eastern people in uh, in Europe. Um, so, huh. but but yeah, it's uh, it's it it is weird how like in different countries, like there's say a word in English that here in US in the United States it means something completely different and over there yeah. and it's like it's like an insult yeah. to somebody. Yep. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, what else is there? Anything else from night one? Uh, no. You guys want to mention? Um. Uh. Well, actually, to... how about um? Uh, actually, no. It's night two. I'm thinking of. But I did think uh, Pat McAfee coming out in the yeah that funny that was yeah. dude another another guy who's extremely athletic as fuck yeah you know, like weirdly athletic you wouldn't yeah, think well, that he, a, granted, a, he, granted he's a football player but he, yeah but you wouldn't it. think that I don't I don't think you could say that every NFL punter would be able to do the things that he does no, 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 no. I I wouldn't I wouldn't even say like every NFL like wide receiver or or running back no, would be able to do some of the stuff just, he does he, like he's just a like, real natural in the ring and he's got a real good charisma yeah. he's real good on the mic and I really enjoy him a lot too uh so anyway um, uh, so night two yep. um wasn't nearly uh as good as uh night one but um, I mean, it's okay stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the the women's title match wasn't as good as, as Charlotte and Rhea. Nope. Um, but that Hell in the... a Cell match was fucking cool shit. Yeah, the Hell in a... Weird. The... Weird as hell I'll because say... everything was color-coordinated and that was very odd. Yeah, I'll say the Hell in a but... Cell match Jesus. After, uh, after Finn got hit in the head with the ladder. And by the way, um, so listening to uh, uh so Crazy, most of the, a lot of people kind of funny were there, and by the way, they're in like the third fucking row. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I want to go back and try to find them. Yeah. So did you anyway, listen? Did you listen to their um kind of funny podcast? We were talking about not yet, but I was listening really to fucking a, cool. a different thing where they were talking about it. Okay, because that so, is an awesome. Uh, so Andy was saying that while that was going on, he said the camera was staying on edge. But he said all the other WWE personnel were like all freaking. They were like freaking the fuck out because they realized like this is a really bad and in, like injury that that Finn has, and they they were they were worried if they're the gonna cut? have to stop them. Yeah, I saw the cut. Fucking so dude. they when he was on the side of the ring <laughs> and the camera's on the edge, they were stapling his head back together. They were numbing his body yes, to staple his head together. Yes, they're they're numbing his body and st- actually stapling his head back together. Crazy. Because the cut, the cut was so bad. It was um, that looked like someone just took a hatchet to his fucking head. Yeah, that and was so, so brutal. When when we were watching, because I was like, really, they're stopping the match just for some blood. But then when we, I saw the cut the next day, I was like, oh yeah, I can see why they stopped it. Like my Cody and I thought they were like, oh, this is just you know, it's just like a thing, like they're just doing it for in ring. Because usually they'll throw up an X, and they must have panned yeah. to another camera when he did it. But then he yeah. got up and it just started leaking, and we we're both like, dude, that's not supposed to happen. Like, yeah. we were watching him. Like, he didn't blame himself. He didn't try to do anything. No. And you watch the slow motion replay. He just smashes him in the head. And, so, and then he goes was... up on the fucking... And then he gets on the side of the cage. He gets on that platform, which I, I guess that's better the whole time. And then he just does a bunch of crazy moves. And he still kicks ass in the ring. And I thought that was the most impressive part. Where he still, like, did yeah. a bunch of badass shit afterwards, too. While still taking chair shots. They did a fucking... I cannot believe they did a concerto. I can't believe they did a chair shot. To well, the head. that's they yeah. don't do chair, chair shots in the head at, at WWE listen, at all ever. It, 
a concerto, though, if you really pay attention, he doesn't actually contact his head. Well, no, yeah. well, no, but it's the concept of hitting him in the head. It's sure, but it's, it's to me different they do between not a, do that anymore. But it's different between a concept and then like actually hitting them with like a yeah, that's true. That. Yeah, so, like if you ah, true. I was I was I've been actually watching some some raw episodes from early aughts, and They're back so then violent. like they they really would take a chair and smash it over your head. But with the with the concerto, if you watch closely closely, he hits. He hits the side of the chair, and I don't even. I if there's any contact with the head, it's very, it's very minimal. minimal. Yeah, but so do you guys? Do you think you guys think Edge was supposed to throw a ladder like that, or did he kind of get caught in the moment? No, I think he was I supposed he, to. But yeah, I, think, I think that I think Finn didn't get his arms up fast enough. Yeah, missed yeah, his own okay. block for that. Okay. Um, and uh. So if you guys notice that when Finn when he gets back up and they start fighting again, the match starts going very fast. Yeah, they're, and, yeah, and they I have, think that I think that yeah, I think they told him like, all right, guys, like we need to like double time this because he this might not hold and he might start bleeding really bad again. Yeah. I think is what yeah, they what they need. That was so crazy. That was yeah. um, and then that was a pretty crazy moment. But what the fuck? What about Shane O'Mac? That was so cool. <laughs> It turned towards fucking quad to make a normal yes. fucking wrestling movie. And you know what's funny is anyone in the, any man in the McMahon family is obligated to tear their quad at least all once of in their them. life. All of them. They have sons, they're tearing it too. Like, yes. I cannot believe that happened. We both looked at each other and we're like, did that just happen? And then Snoop Dogg just straight up improvised and, and yes. whatever. And that's, that's the funniest part because all of that was not supposed to happen. Uh, that was all this like Snoop Dogg going in and just completely improvising. And you know what? The, the hell of a job doing it, man. Yeah, the, I mean, I love the the rock bottom, or no, I'm sorry, the people <laughs> elbow that he did. And then he did the fucking he did fucking uh, then he did he did CM Punk's move right the to go to sleep. The, the GTS, I think so. Yeah, I think it, the yeah he did the the GTS. That's so funny. You you gotta you gotta give it to the Miz because I feel like that could have that could have went very differently if the Miz wasn't like uh, a good didn't... seller. That yeah, because sell anything. I love because that. like any other wrestler could have could have looked at Snoop and be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you in here? Um, but with the Miz, it's like you know, obviously he realized what happened with uh with uh with Shane, and and he's like Snoop is in there and he. Quickly, he must put two and two together. Like, yeah, we got it. We got to do something for the crowd because we can't just end it like yeah. this. Yep, uh, but that was great. The other match that was my one of my favorite matches of, of any night was the triple threat match for the Intercontinental Title. Oh, good that was my boy Gunther, man. All these whole fucking big meaty boys so slapping me, baby. The I was saying the only thing that would have made that match better was if it was a a uh, a four way and Lesnar was in there with them. That would have <laughs> would have been shit, fucking insane. Uh, but yeah, that was such like a that one that one was clearly like we're going out there and yes, this is scripted, but we're actually going to hit each other as hard as we fucking can during this oh, match. Speaking of, of of hitting people hard, Edge got his ass fucking beat, dude. After those kendo sh- stick shots, you just look at his back and oh, it's yeah, just yep, blue and yeah. purple, like oh, yeah. Fuck. But Some I mean, of these, like, ugh. those uh, those those arm slaps that Gunther was doing to Sheamus, no dude, fucking his, joke. 
his chest was just it looked so awful and then like i it, if I was thinking, if I was Seamus, I'd be like, dude, I don't get fucking paid enough for this. <laughs> this. Um, and then uh, before we talk about this travesty of the the last match, uh, Alex, what do you think about Endeavor buying WWE? Um, bad. I think it's bad. I think that I think that Monday night was was proven that Vince is back in charge. And oh, he is. That's been confirmed. Yeah, and anything. Yeah. It's. You, you well, didn't have to do that Monday. I, I think to... I think more just the idea that Endeavor owns them. How do you feel about that? I, it's I don't know because does this mean Kane Velasquez is going to come in and fight Brock Lesnar or something? Like I, I don't really know what this means. Like I don't know if more yeah. money's pumped in because WWE makes billions of dollars. Like what? Yeah. What? So I don't like, necessarily what? think we're going to start know. seeing like fucking John Jones facing Reigns or anything like that. But I do I think that. I could definitely see a future to where, like, next WrestleMania, there's a like a big like fucking UFC fight. Also, oh, I could see that. I could also. I, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna guess there's like, gonna be a lot more pay per view charges. Peacock, Peacock will probably be gone. Yeah. Uh, that whole thing will be done, um, which kind of sucks. But uh, well, I it's I, it 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 depends on how lucrative the Peacock deal ends up being because. I mean that's really gonna that's really gonna piss me off if in if when that deal expires if Endeavor's like yeah we don't want we don't want we, we want people paying for this you know yeah but also you got to think like they're not gonna, just gonna get rid of this WWE network thing like they've been doing I mean no so but I could this. see it and I, I, don't I don't think so um I mean I guess I, I think that that they know that like fans are so used to this and. I don't think they're going to start charging these pay-per-views for uh, the scripted content. Like, obviously, the UFC is still going to have its its uh, its pay-per-views that you got to buy. Um, yeah. But, so, I think it's more weird that Vince McMahon is now second on the line of, like, corporate. He's even higher than uh, uh, Dana White now. <laughs> Which is insane to me. Um, but... I mean, I uh, think, I think also, like, I think, I think Vince McMahon and Dana White are almost equal on the scumbag ladder, you know. Nope. And so it it kind of sucks that you have those two guys who are high up in in their uh, yeah. their respective uh, you know, like sport leadership. But also, I mean, Vince McMahon looks like a man who's going to tie a woman to a train track and force you to stop. The train. Oh my god! You know god, what I'm saying? Dude, like, what the I fuck can, are we I doing? I cannot believe dude? seeing that picture. It's like. Number one, he has a hair dye mustache. Yes, um, yes, it's the weirdest part of it. Like the weirdest, yeah. like darkest mustache with your weird haircut. That's also it's mm-hmm. just like what the fuck. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so uh, real quick, because we're about to hit our limit here. Okay. Um, so just uh, the the last match, I think it was a travesty. Uh, oh. I, I I can get that that it seems like they really want to hit this thousand day mark with with Roman. Um, but I think that everything they've done with Cody to to have him tear his his pack and to have him do all that rehab to come back and to have him uh, win the Royal Rumble just to get here and lose, I think that this was the, your moment to put the belt on him at the biggest show. Um, I think that they made a mistake, uh, but we'll we'll see. I, I also think that there's a chance that Cody never gets the belt now because it it does it. It seems like Vince has never viewed Cody as a main event guy. 
Um, I, you know what? I can see Vince having problems because he has an issue with like the way Cody went to AEW and yeah. kind of talked a little, talked to talked to shit about Triple H and stuff. And yeah. Vince holds grudges, so I can see that a lot. And yeah, man, you just if you're if you're gonna have Roman win, you have it clean. You have it. Show him how dominant it is, not more bloodline yeah. stuff. Like yeah. I get um, it, I understand, but like yeah. And now obviously man, Monday night. Um, uh, they had Lesnar come out and he was supposed to team with Cody to take on Reigns and Solo and then Lesnar turned on Cody and just completely destroyed him uh, and so uh, Cody is now going to be entering a program with Lesnar so I don't know what's going to happen with Reigns next yeah. so. and then um, also now that Endeavor owns WDB and Vince is back in charge I think it means that we're never going to see Naomi and Sasha Banks come back yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we're not. Yeah. Well, Sasha's already moved on, so she's with other had, wrestling. Oh, had, has now, she? So. Okay, I thought. Yeah. I, I, I guess, I guess it has been a while because uh, how much time? Yeah, do we she's have in AEW now. I think yeah. uh, Sasha Banks. I think, or I could be wrong. I thought she showed up. Maybe not. Andrew, uh, we have how ten much seconds time? left. So. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, well, we yeah. we can talk about it later. Uh, okay. But... Well, all right, boys. Um, we will talk later right. then. See ya. Yeah. All right. Peace. Peace.